0: to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing This Grit and Grace Life. Let's get into it.
1: Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock, and it's kind of been
0: a crazy season, hasn't it? Just, just a little tiny bit. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I'm Julie Graham. Can I say that? I don't know. Do we have cats and kittens listening to oh, us? Oh, you're cute.
1: You didn't watch Tiger King. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I actually watched the first episode. And, and then I'm you're like, like,
0: what is happening? Do I really want to be in these people's lives? No, I don't think so. You don't. But I'm like wearing so much leopard print today. <laughs> I felt like I had to start the show that way. Love uh, it. And maybe it's because I've gone crazy from only watching Netflix for the last, I don't know, two and a half months of my life. I'm over it. Okay, we will be getting back to normal
1: hopefully soon, but what is it that you have really missed, Julie, that you cannot wait to do? What do you think it is? Mm, Going out for (laughs) anything, anywhere, anywhere, anytime with all your friends.
0: Uh, I cannot wait to get back to the gym. Oh, yeah. I just can't wait. Yeah, that's been really hard for you, hasn't it? It has been hard, but our, you know, they've done a great job of giving us options to do from home. And over the last couple weeks, I've started working out with a friend on the driveway, still social distancing, because part of my gym is the community aspect of it. And so just really miss it. Can't wait to go back. Yeah, I can't imagine
1: because I'm not motivated to exercise. <laughs> so I would need at least 14 other people around me that either guilted me or encouraged me into doing it. Mm. What about you? What do you miss the most? What are you looking forward mm. to? dining out Mm, dining out and served hot food yeah this serves hot food and they bring it to my table and they pick up the dishes and they deal with them when it's all over and Mm -hmm. i just pay the bill and leave have you done like takeout while being at home yeah i've done some but it's a waste of money it's not the same it's not the same and the food is cold and you're cleaning your own dishes so, I mean, I just eat out of the containers, but okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't I seem like, like the kind that would eat out of containers. No, True, I like to good pretend <laughs> that it's
1: a real meal. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what about, is there anything that you're actually going to miss about quarantine? Because, I mean, I think there have been some silver linings.
1: Yeah, it's funny because you go, Yeah, but there are. There's, for me, you know... My eldest daughter and her little guy have been staying with us because she was between films and mm-hmm. she was kind of taking a break, and and the break and, got longer and the break got longer and longer. <laughs> so it's been really fun having mm-hmm. you know the little five year old run in and go, Noni, I have something to tell you that's really important all the
0: time, all the time. And <laughs> I will, I will miss that yeah. when it's over. Yeah. Um, as much as I can't wait to get back into my regular routine of getting up and going to the gym, I have enjoyed the slower mornings um and you know just the extended time with Lincoln i mean he's driven me crazy a lot of the time but i have forced myself to pause and say like we would never have gotten this much time together had this not happened and so i will miss you know waking up having slower mornings with him having him underfoot while i'm doing the stupid at-home workout i mean that i love <laughs> and um when we get back to normal i will at least think back fondly on those moments
1: Well, and I think that's something that's important to us is to think about what it is that we gleaned from this season Mm -hmm. and how are we going to move forward? Mm -hmm. Um, How are we going to choose to live this new life that we're heading into that um, we haven't experienced? And it's going to kind of be slow and a progress. So, you know, we're faced with, a
0: new normal, as they tell us all the time. It makes me think of at the beginning of the year, we were talking about 2020. It sounds so special and important. None of us are going to look back and not remember 2020. It's I mean, the, truth. the COVID pandemic has changed all of us on different scales and in different ways. Um, but every single one of us has been affected and it will change us and be with us for the long term, for the long haul, for the rest of our lives in different ways. Um, It's changed the way we look at freedom and, you know, relationships and health and finances and security. All of those things have been subtly or significantly affected. Yeah, but I
1: have no intention of staying in the funk. And I know you don't either. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go, oh, big sigh, this has been so different and so rough I want to go, okay, I learned a lot of good things in this and I have a lot of history of other things in my life. So what am I going to choose going forward? How am I going to have this life and what is it going to look like
0: as we progress out of this? So what we want to do on this episode is look at some practical ways we can allow the pandemic to propel us forward and not keep us stuck in a long-term funk or rut. So
1: I, I don't think we want to say, Julie, that that doesn't mean you have a lot of you don't have a lot of emotions. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you you have a lot of emotions. I have a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. Lincoln you're- has a lot
0: of emotions. I've learned this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. he does. And in this, you know, there's there's all kinds of things. Whether for me, I just get angry because I just want to
0: fix it. I want it to all go away. Do you know why that is? I know so much about feelings. I could totally. Uh, we'll save this for off mic conversation. But okay, that's that's okay. Something, so dark. you're we'll gonna come back. To you're that. gonna help me with uh-huh, that. Yep. That's
1: probably good. That's probably. Really <laughs> really good. (laughs) You know, but there's sadness and Mm -hmm. there's disappointment and Mm -hmm. there's loss Mm -hmm. that you kind of have to work through on this.
0: Yeah. If we want to come out of this season stronger and better, we have to take step one is taking an inventory of what we've actually lost, taking an inventory of what this season truly was for us. Um, and, And for all of us, it's different. Some of us actually lost a loved one to the coronavirus. Yeah, that's rough. And some of us lost important, meaningful milestones, you know, a graduation or a wedding or a a milestone birthday, those things happen. And we have to sit down and really feel our feelings because there is no benefit to pretending that, okay, it's all over now. I'm just going to pick up and be fine now. That's not a thing. <laughs> no. It's a it, thing
1: we like to try
0: to do, but it's not a real thing. You're
1: absolutely right. And it's, it's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, one day you may be, okay, this is pretty great. Things are improving and I feel good about it. The next day you may go, I can't go out without a mask and I can't breathe behind this yeah. thing. And, you know, it, it changes. Mm-hmm. So every day you just
0: take it a day at a time. Yeah. And I think that there's, you know, there's actual steps to grief. And I I think we need to be reminded that grieving is not just for death. Um, we grieve things that are lost and we all lost, you know, a sense of freedom and security and relationships and, and other, you know, significant things. So I think number one, if we're really going to come out stronger, we got to sit down, take an inventory of our feelings. If you're like, stop saying feelings, I hate feelings, which was me three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I recommend you go listen to episode 75 with Dr. Zoe. She actually tells us why our feelings are important and a little beginner course on how to feel them. Um, and I would also just really allow yourself time to grieve. We've got some great resources on grief that I'll put in the show notes as well, but we got to feel it before we can heal it. Ooh, that felt like a thing.
1: It did feel like a (laughs) thing. I kind of liked it. It sounded very Julie Graham-like. I liked it. You know,
0: the other thing I think we need to
1: realize is we will make progress, Hmm. but don't expect perfection. We talk about that a lot, not expecting ourselves to be perfect, but I would say in this season, almost more than a lot of other life seasons, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be changed quickly. We're not going to fast track Mm -hmm. to the life that we had before. And maybe we don't even want to. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we don't need to be looking for perfection, just
0: that we're progressing forward. I mean, we talked a little bit about working out. Like, I know for me, my, my schedule of how much I worked out and what I did completely went by the wayside in, um, Corona. And I actually, the last couple of days have been thinking about, okay, do I want to go back to that same level I was before? Or do I want to find something new? And when I go and can lift weights, I'm not going to be able to lift like I used to. And I think that applies in all of our, you know, life scenarios. If we're going to start going back to the office five days a week, that's going to be hard on us emotionally and mentally and even physically. And, you know, if our kids are going to go back to daycare, they're going to have some meltdowns. So this whole progress, not perfection, we should be excited about the fact that we're going to to start moving forward a little bit. But we got to give ourselves some grace to ease into it and to recognize that it's going to be a process. Well, and I would say for you mamas out there, as much as
1: you drove your kids crazy and they drove you crazy, (laughs) it was mutual craziness. Um, When you go back to work, like Julie said, and they go back to whatever world they're entering back in, they're going to miss you. Mm -hmm. They're going to miss you. And they may tell you in different ways. They may tell you by throwing a fit. They may tell you by just being sullen. They're Mm -hmm. going to tell you that they actually miss your sweet face, even though they didn't want to see it every day. Mm -hmm. Um, So expect that Mm -hmm. and walk them through it while you walk through your side of going back to
0: life as it is. Totally. Uh, One of the resources I want to put into the show notes for this one is an article by Rachel Hagstrom. And I love all of her pieces, by the way. I'm like a new fangirl, especially because she talks a lot about you know, mental health and, you know, um, emotional being and growth. And one of her pieces is on slogans that they teach you in the AA program and how they can actually affect all of our grit and grace lives. And I appreciated it because I did spend some time going to my church's recovery program before. And then after my husband died. And one of the slogans she mentions in that article, again, I'll link it in the show notes is to use this tool called HALT. And I think since we've all come out of this season where we've been emotionally taxed and, you know, under a significant amount of stress, whether we recognized it or not, our interactions with people, we need to halt before we maybe say that thing or do that thing. And halt stands for (laughs) don't get too hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So when we go back into somewhat of a normal routine, it's going to be a shock to everybody's system. And this little reminder of, okay, am I reacting because I'm either hungry or angry or lonely or tired is such a good, simple, basic tool so that we don't kind of jump into the deep end and then ruin our relationships with everyone once we're allowed to be around them again.
1: Well, and I think we need to give everybody else a pass and mm. apply that to them too. Hey, are you hungry? Do we need to eat now? Are you tired? Hey, go go home. Go go back to sleep. It's all good. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. need to give a little grace to the other people in our life and understand they are dealing with these same things.
0: I mean, I think step one on this whole getting to our stronger next phase of life is basically give yourself and other people grace. Brought to you from Grit and Grace Life. All right. (laughs) What is the second thing that we need to do after we take an inventory of what was lost and we recognize we need boatloads of grace, what's next on this plan to move forward and move on in our Grit and Grace Lives? Mm, We have to
1: find a new balance, don't Mm -hmm. you think, Julie? Yes. Yay. Yeah. We have to find the one that incorporates both what we just went through and what we learned from it Mm -hmm. and what we did before that. I think it'll be surprising to us that there will be some things of this season that slowed down that we went, you know what, we... Got to actually relax a little bit more. Some of us watched a lot of Netflix, Julie, and some of us read books or... Did puzzles. Did puzzles. We did a lot of puzzles here. Thank you, and I yeah. tried. Not it, my thing. Not your thing. And that's just it, Julie. Mm-hmm. Not only did we find our balance during this whole quarantine time, but we're going to
0: have to find mm. our balance, our balance going forward. I know. So balance and new normal are all of these buzzwords that we're hearing. But here's the exciting part about it you actually get to decide again. So we went from busy, 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 overrun, crazy Americans to couch surfing all day, every day. And now we decide, okay, when I get off my couch, what is it for? <laughs> like, what is, what do I want to fill my time with? So as we start getting calendar invites to things again, meetings start to happen again, our schedules start to fill up. This is an opportunity for us to say, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. What do I want to put on my calendar? Because you actually had a pass for a couple months, so you get to decide what do you like, what do you enjoy, what was a time suck for you, and what gets put back on in the new season. Oh, and I think
1: that's great, Julie, because it's a perfect time to tell people no. Yes, You know, it really is. no. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's a perfect time to go, you know what, that shouldn't be back in my life. So now I could say, you know, I'm entering a lot of new things. I'm starting back and this one's not going to work for me. Exactly. Or do the same for your child. You may have had your little guy or little girl involved in baseball or involved in some team sport. And when they were home with you, all they wanted to do was an art project. Hmm. You may go, oh, maybe I have an artist and not the next NBA player. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you found that your family really thrived Under a slower schedule, then you make decisions for your family to keep it that way. Or if you found that you were all going stir crazy, not having your regular things, you can say, okay, we're looking forward to putting that back in because, you know, in two and a half months, we recognize that that was really something that we missed and that everyone was benefiting from. I think what we're trying to say here is you literally have a semi-clean slate and there is no rule that says everything has to go back on. You get to decide. And that should be exciting. Don't feel burdened. Don't feel guilty for not going back to everything you were doing before. Build your schedule with things that make you happy, things that bring you joy. And if you start thinking about adding something back in and you feel anxious about it or you feel uncomfortable or you feel sad or you feel you know, put upon, just say no. And I think, again, this is
1: a time we can do it don't waste this opportunity by adding things back just because they are there really make your own choice the thing i want to encourage every single listener right now about is that balance needs to start with you it needs to start with you not going back into the crazy world of not taking care of yourself mm-hmm. but being so overcommitted overstressed over everything that you become the last on the list again. This is a good time to, to say, I'm going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually do a little bit of self-care in my
0: daily activities. That was the last thing on every woman's agenda before anything that was, you know, me time, downtime. Um, you know, self-care. And this is an opportunity to say, no, actually I have to schedule that in, whether that's, you know, a weekly bath or, you know, a bi-monthly coffee date with your best friend, or, you know, like in my case, my going to the gym, like I need those things and I'm not going to feel bad about them. And I I know sometimes when we hear this, especially as Christian women, we think, well, it's not okay to put myself first. My family must come first. What do you have to say about that, Dar?
1: Um, there's a big difference between allowing yourself to be so wrung out that nobody gets anything good from you. Mm than going, you know what, I cannot live that way. No one could live that way, let alone a woman who's having demands from every side placed on them. And if you want to give the best of you, which is a very unselfish act, giving the best of you Mm -hmm. to the people that you care about or the career you've chosen or whatever you invest in, you have to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then everybody gets less. And that's not fair to
0: them or fair to you. We have a great article on the site. I'll link it in the show notes that actually says four reasons why being selfish really is best for everyone. Um, And it's so like counterintuitive. We think it's wrong. But when we become healthy, balanced women who have proper self-care, that means we respect ourselves enough to spend time taking care of ourselves. And that's taking care of ourselves physically and emotionally and spiritually and mentally. When we do those things We are the kind of strong, balanced woman that can show up in meaningful and powerful ways in the lives of the people that we love. And that means all of our relationships become more healthy, which is an act of service. Something at Grit and Grace Life that we
1: mention in every part of what we do is that respecting ourselves matters enormously. It matters in our relationship with men in our lives. If we don't respect ourselves and ask them to treat us in a way that they respect us, then we really lose out. And truth is, they do too. Mm. With our children, if we don't respect ourselves to the point where we say, I'm your mom, I am not your slave, mm-hmm. then they won't respect us either. Mm-hmm. And I think teaching all the people around us that we're worthy of respect, not arrogance, not unwilling to care for other people, not unwilling to love other people in real life, real life scenarios, cooking dinner, cleaning the house. So much dinner
0: during the pandemic. Oh, too much dinner. Why did we have to serve 15 dinners a day? I don't understand. I don't
1: either. And Julie, it's like, there's a refrigerator. (laughs) There's a refrigerator. If you're hungry, go find something. I think that's part of it too. You know, but I I really want to encourage women to think highly of themselves enough that the other people around them will without being demanding or unloving
0: or uncaring. Yeah, because when we don't do this, we become burned out and resentful. And then all of our relationships are strained. When we're over serving, we're not actually serving people. I think one thing to note here where we're talking about making sure our relationships are healthy because we're healthy. I cannot stress enough. This is the perfect opportunity to look at our relationships, look at the people that we actually stayed connected to during the pandemic. When we weren't out and about and running into the people we're normally around, who did we want to Zoom chat with? Who did we actually FaceTime and make sure we had those interactions with? And who do we want to leave (laughs) in the past? It's okay to say, you know what? That relationship, I didn't miss it. Or I recognize now that it's toxic and it's not going to be built into my new normal.
1: Well, and I think we it's a good time to realize there are some people who your relationship is one of such trust and confidence in one another that you know they've got your back and you've got yours. And Julie, in life, there's only a few of those. There are lots of friends and lots of acquaintances and people you work with, but there's a very few people Who you can implicitly trust with your heart, your life, your ups, your downs, and they can do that with you too. So cling to those. Mm -hmm. And then some of the others that can be destructive to your well being, you're right, Julie. It's time to go, "Eh, I'm not going to invest anymore in that. I'm
0: going to move on. Okay. So if the goal is to come out of the pandemic stronger, more balanced, more confident in our own grit and grace life, the last step. In this plan, is to both own it and honor it. So, what do I mean by that?
1: Yeah, exactly, Julie. Do (laughs) I I really want to own
0: COVID (laughs) nineteen? Yeah, I didn't start it. it. Yeah, we can argue about who started it. Not on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, not there. But Um, no, we have to own that it happened to us, right?
1: Yeah, it's true, and I think that's true in every part, everything in life. That when you experience it, you cannot just walk away saying that's over, moving on Mm -hmm. behind me, you actually do have to make it part of your story, part Mm -hmm. of your history, part of what it forced you to be good and bad. And what are you going to do going forward by letting that experience permeate
0: every part of your life? I mean, I've seen a lot of memes having to do with the virus, which have been incredibly entertaining. Um, And there's a lot of joking about like, let's pretend 2020 never happened and You know, that's funny and I I agree in some ways, but the truth is, is this experience will be with us for the rest of our lives and the rest of our kids' lives. And we would do ourselves a favor to take some time to honor the fact that this happened to us. There have been blessings in the midst of this season. And and I think the last step is to really sit and focus on those things. Um, One of the things that went around on the internet was a a COVID-19 time capsule. And it's something I'm still working on with Lincoln, because I do want to actually take inventory of some of the experiences we had together, some of the habits we started, some of the habits we broke, some of the silly things we did together to keep ourselves entertained. I want to remember that 20 years from now. I I don't want to just say, oh, yeah, that was the time that I homeschooled him and it was really hard and bad. (laughs) But no, those were the times that, you know, I learned more about his personality and I learned about my personality, (laughs) good and bad. Yeah, but Julie, I think I was talking to, to a friend
1: the other day, and in the midst of this whole thing, there were a lot of other blows that went her way, and she was really feeling like a failure. Mm. And I'm like, not at all, because the truth is, you got up every day, yep. and you you got out of bed, you got your kids out of bed, you fed them. You made sure they were safe. You made sure they accomplished what they needed to. You took care of your spouse. You kept going. And that's success. I mean, in this season, that shows the strength that you actually had, even when you felt like you were weak. So don't discount the days where you were going, I hate every minute of this, but I'm doing it anyway, because that proved
0: how strong you really are. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yes, Dar. So I think what we have to do is really take some time to sit and and journal it out. Like force yourself to look for the things that are good about this time. And maybe it's just that you really did slow down and you savored time with your loved ones or time alone. Or maybe you recognized a talent that you had or a passion that you had that you can't wait to start pursuing. Whatever it is, big or small, we want to really make sure we don't forget to notice that.
1: Well, and I think being women who do treasure our faith, there's another part of that. I think sometimes when life is hard or things go south, we tend to go, God, why did you let that happen? And look at it negatively. But I think during this season, we need to look at the good things and go, God, thank you for that wonderful moment I had with my child or my husband that was forced upon me and look at what we both gleaned in the conversation that we had and the depth of the relationship that was developed in that time period, you know, Lord, you set that up and I appreciate
0: it. I think one thing I really want to note here, because I felt this a few different times, resist the urge to compare your pandemic life and post pandemic recovery plan, which is sort of what we're talking about building, resist the urge to compare it to somebody else's. There was a lot of talk early on about how this was a great time to slow down and enjoy our kids and all the things. And I just remember being like, there is no slowing down. I have to figure out how to still do all of the things, but in the confines of my home without the freedoms I'm used to and, you know, the escapes that I'm used to that help me, you know, maintain a single mom life. So for some of us, we're feeling, you know, we're, we're still feeling the stress of it all. And we don't want to make you feel like you have to rush into being okay with it. I think that's what this whole episode has been about. Like, let's not rush past it. Let's actually feel it and note it and learn from it and then begin to rebuild with our choices, our decisions of what that's going to look like.
1: Yeah, exactly, Julie. Find your new normal. Mm -hmm. Do it your way that works for you, for your family. Whether you're single and don't have a family or whether you're a single mom or whether you have a boatload of people in your home, mm-hmm. you know, some of which maybe you didn't want to be there, but you were <laughs> all quarantined together. <laughs> you know, find your normal and your new balance and do it your way yeah. on your timetable,
0: in your pace, your family's pace, in your own way. The truth is, is with a little bit of grit and a little bit of grace, you can apply these steps and move confidently forward in your grit and grace life, even after a Corona-geddon. We found a simple quote that sums all of this up by SRW Poetry.
1: The toughest chapters shape the strongest characters.
0: And just a quick nod to those who are maybe struggling with your status right now as far as relationships, be sure to join us next week. We're bringing back our friend, Dr. Zoe Shaw, and we're talking about that scenario of he's just not quite ready to propose. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Whether you're listening in Apple, Spotify, or streaming somewhere else, be sure to subscribe and review so you never miss an upcoming episode. You can also share this episode with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace Life with us, or share us in your social media and tag us. Every week we share all the details of what we discussed at our website, gritandgracelife.com. We'll catch you on the next one.